You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers. This is an episode of What's Up in Drama Land with Saya, Anissa, and Thorama. Hi, I'm Anissa. As usual, we'll be covering interesting news and industry developments, as well as previewing this month's upcoming K dramas. This podcast is a project for the fandom by the fandom. So if you want to help us out, you can do it in a lot of ways. You can share our episodes. Talk about the podcast to friends who love dramas. Leave a review on iTunes or the podcast app of your preference. All of that helps us grow. And if you want to help keep our lights on, you can check out patreon.com slash dramasoverflowers. Finally, you can get in touch with us with your thoughts and ideas. We're always reading the comments on YouTube and DramaBeat, but you can also tweet at us at dramasoverflow or email us at dramasoverflowers at gmail.com. Enjoy the episode! Hey everyone, this is Anissa. This is Parma, and you're listening to What's Up in Drama Land. And this has been an interesting month for everyone everywhere, which is not something you often get to say. So we decided this month to kind of skip news. There's not much of it that we can discuss anyway. And instead go to uh, something cheerful, which is, of course, upcomings in May. Um but before we jump into that, of course, we hope everybody is doing okay, that you're healthy, that uh, social distancing isn't driving you insane, and uh, that your loved ones are safe, and just that dramas are helping you out in this time. And if for some reason dramas aren't doing the thing for you, I hope you're finding something else to take your mind off everything that's happening. All right, Anisa, shall we get into dramas for May? Sounds good. Let's do it. Okay. So we have like a decent crop of dramas this month. The first one, yeah, the first one that's airing is going to start on May the 6th. It's a Wednesday, Thursday drama. It's called Soul Mechanic or Yon Susungung. Don't know what that means. I'm guessing it's a literal title. But Soul Mechanic is the official English title. Um, It's on KBS and it's 32 episodes. And it's a romance drama medical, and it stars Jin Ha-kyun and Jung So-min. And the synopsis is very long, but I'm just going to kind of sum up that the the heroine is like a, a musical actress with anger management problems, <laughs> and, this, and the hero is a quirky psychiatrist that kind of helps her with her breakdowns, <laughs> let's just say it that way. Um, the screenwriter's last project was Neighborhood Lawyer Jodoro, and the director's was Matrimonial Chaos. I didn't watch the former, but I heard good things about the latter. I watched the latter and heard good things about the former. <laughs> okay, so probably we're in good hands with the writer and director, but I don't know what I feel about this premise. Boromo, what do you think? Um... So it, I'm not in. So is this? Is he her psychiatrist? Um, or are they just like he's a psychiatrist, but unrelated to her issues, like not doctoring her? So I mean, in the synopsis, it says that he's going to mend her soul or help mend her soul and help heal but love her. Love mends soul, Anisa. You know that. <laughs> of course. What was I thinking? <laughs> Obviously, love is the solution of mental illness. But Absolutely. I don't know the trailer was kind of entertaining but also like very wacky but then like i'm not sure if she's actually his patient or if 
there's some other way in which they cross paths. So I guess we'll find out. Let's just give this the benefit of the doubt. Uh, uh, we hope that there aren't like doctor patient uh, shenanigans because there are so many issues and Ramaland doesn't seem prepared to actually discuss those issues seriously in any story they want to tell. So uh, provided that's not the case, then I, I, it does look pretty entertaining. And also, I've never seen uh, Jang Somin in any role where she's breaking car windows before. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to say this is quite the departure for her. Although she did have a pretty unpleasant character in Can We Get Married. She was so unlikable in that that I think I stopped after one episode or two episodes. Although I know some people enjoyed that. But she was just, I I couldn't. I couldn't watch it. Um, But in that, she was just like really entitled and selfish and kind of mean to her fiance. But in this, like she doesn't seem like a mean person she just seems like a really angry person who can't control herself so i don't know if that's better but it's definitely different i really like these two actors individually so i'm kind of curious to see how they'll work together although you were pointing out earlier that there's quite an age difference right yeah again of course i mean given that jang Min is I think she's in her 30s right now. I'm yeah. not going to make a, a big issue out of it. Like they're both grown adults and all of that stuff. That's quite fine. Um, but as a slight departure from um, this, uh, the topic at hand, uh, there was a discussion that happened on Twitter a while back that was a bit interesting, uh, though probably unrelated, about how um, actresses over 30, they tend to get paired up with like much younger men or much older men and not really their contemporaries because their contemporaries are off doing movies um, in that age bracket. So often you have these uh, large age gaps and also why Nuna romances had started becoming a norm before, you know, finding wide scale approbation and becoming actually popular. But that there is a sort of a economics to why the pairings often have age gaps like these. Because the uh, female leads, they their film career is usually in their 20s. And in the 30s, that's when they become, you know, drama, uh, kind of leads of dramas, like regular staples uh, in drama land. But that their movie chances, uh, like very few of them are uh, doing very well in the movie industry. So, Which makes sense because the Korean film industry is very dominated by male directors. And there's yeah. not a lot of good roles for women in their 30s. Or 40s, from what I've yeah. seen. So I don't remember exactly who had tweeted the original tweet, but I'll link to it. Uh, but the discussion that I was having was with Gay Fangirl of the Fangirl uh, verdict. So yeah, the link will be below. Uh, what are their uh, relative ages, though, in this drama? So she's, or, I mean, I don't know about in the drama, but in real life, she's 31 and he's 45, which um, is actually larger, a larger gap than I had imagined. But yeah. Not super surprising. But yeah, that's a really interesting... I actually missed that Twitter conversation, but that's a very interesting point. It is. It makes I, a lot I mean, of sense. The, the, I will be honest, I don't completely agree that that is why Nuna Romances started, uh, you know, uh, becoming so prolific. But uh, I did think that there were some really good points made in that thread. So I'll link it below. And if anyone's interested, please go and read through it and let us know what you think. Yeah, I think... There is definitely um, a tendency for these same age or similar age pairings to be less um, less common. 
But I wonder if it's also, I mean, I think it's for the the reasons that you brought up are are interesting and probably have something to do with it. But I think it also just necessarily has to do with the fact that men go to the army, like actors oh, yeah, tend to go to the about. army. Yeah, yeah. Around 30. And so like, A, they're first, they're gone for two years <clears throat> and it used to be longer. It used to be almost three years and now it's like 22 months. They reduced the eight, the amount of time that's required. I think last year or the year before. So it's a little bit shorter now, but then like, because they're gone for two years, when they come back, they're not able to get the same kind of lead roles that they were able to, if they were, you know, in a lead role type of popularity before they left. It takes them a while and some people actually never return to their pre-military popularity. And then, so then those lead roles either go to like much older, more established actors or much younger, sort of like the young, hot, like it boys that are like in their early tw- 20s and mid 20s. Thank you. See, this is this is the point that I, I would have loved to make, but I didn't it didn't occur to me at the time. But this is this is also part of the contributing factor. It's not just that the industry is patriarchal and uh, sort of biased against women, which it absolutely is. But that another contributing factor is that these men coming back from the army just and they try to delay the uh, service the serving period as so it's usually late uh, in their twenties that they go into the army. So, which is also usually the prime time for them. I completely agree that 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 is a contributing factor. Why older actors tend to get uh, some of these roles, and much younger actors do. And it actors in the 30s suddenly seem to vanish from the yeah. lead roles. And unless you're like really um, fortunate to be an amazingly popular child star like Yoo Sung Ho, and then you yeah. can go to the army when you're 19, which was like such a great career move for him because now he's back and he's like perfectly role material he's not gonna have to take a break when he's like 29 we have many years to look forward to him saya should have been here right now but you know we're (laughs) repping her but yeah definitely yeah not great okay so uh shall we move on to the next one sounds good Okay, so the next one that we look forward to is oh my baby and jung nara's back looking as unaging as ever (laughs) She's clearly made some kind of supernatural deal with someone. <laughs> so she has three uh, co-stars in this particular drama. Uh, Gojun, Park, Park Byung-un, sorry, and uh, Jang Gunju. So 39-year-old Jang Hari. Hey, wait, wow. So you have her being cast as her real age? I think close to it. Isn't she like 40? Okay, let me check her age. Yeah. No, okay, it's okay. Yeah, I'll check it. It's cool. Uh, it's wait, I have this minimized. It's she's thirty nine years old. Ah, so, so it's, it's her exact real age. Yeah, exactly. Oh, nice. Um, I'm not sure why I'm so impressed by this, but usually <laughs> actors are playing. You know, especially when they look as young as Jangnara does, their screen age tends to be much less. Definitely. Okay, so moving on from that. 39-year-old Jang Hari is the ultimate workaholic. She hasn't even had a boyfriend in the past. Long ago, she decided to forget about looking for love and instead has thrown her energy into her career. However, as she works as a senior reporter for a parenting magazine named The Baby, she's, oh, that's why the name. She is constantly reminded of the one thing she wants most in life, to have a baby of her own. She decides to cut to the chase and try for a baby, but wants to skip one key stage. And results not to marry. 
But as she turns her mind to single parenthood, she suddenly realizes that she's surrounded by admirers. Of course she is. She's Jamnara. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's a freelance photographer, Han Yi Sang, a super smart pediatrician, uh, Yoon Jae Young, and uh, the office newbie, the doting uh, Che Kang Yu. Oh, wow, this is a big name. Yeah, che his name Kang is. <laughs> it's very Sorry. difficult. I don't even know how to say it. Che Kang that that sounds way more likely, yeah. Very okay, could could any of these three love candidates help Hari in her quest to become a mother? And could her quest inadvertently send her on the path to true love? Oh my god, I want to watch this so bad. The trailer looks like a mess, but it looks wonderfully entertaining. Also, no, like I, I I love the trailer. It's a, she she uh, like for once, Jangara's character is not helpless in in this situation she's very much in control she's making notes about her admirers and comparing them that's awesome she totally should to clarify the drama doesn't look like a mess but like this the situation looks messy in a really funny way you know like it looks really wacky and kind of uh like she is very calm and cool and the three dudes are just like what is happening what is going on <laughs> like what should we do it's great true hey jung gunju that, that's the extraordinary you guy right yeah it's doha from extraordinary you the second lead the best second lead the, ever. yeah was he the second lead was he the third lead i don't know it's hard to tell the nice I mean, cute one out of the three what were yeah. they f3 yeah, or whatever he was the second lead because, like, he was in the the second lead in in um, vying for I forgot her. You know the 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 hmm. webtoon heroine's love. He was so. the second lead of the drama in the drama. In the yeah, the webtoon exactly. in the drama, yeah, yeah. He was very so, cute. He he was. Um, everybody loved him, and he had he and the wonderful thing about him was that he did all the second lead things because the webtoon kind of made him but he was supremely self-conscious that he was doing very cliched self-secondly things <laughs> and he was like why yeah he had a really good sense of comic timing in that so i think he's gonna do really well here too because this also looks very funny yeah um, and, and he's it- the office newbie right the doting yes kangutum yeah. yeah so, so- he's i'm sure he's gonna be really funny and then um i'm a little sad that it seems like uh, Park Byung-un is not the main lead because in the promotional no, materials so- I've seen, it seems like Gojun is mentioned first. Yeah, he is mentioned first, but that might just be because of the general ranking of actors. I mean, amongst the three of them, Gojun would rank higher in, you know, like, uh, sort of just in terms of branding. It doesn't necessarily I- mean she'll end up with Gojun. That's true, but he's also like. I mean, I would love if this wasn't the case, but... It's most likely going to be. Right? Yeah, but I love Park Byung-yum so much. Like, Park Byung-yum is, like, he's always so funny and awkward and, like, earnest and weird. Yeah. And I just really want him to be the hero for one. Like, I mean, I loved his um, storyline in Because This Is My First Life. I did too. He was, he was like, the he was the sweetest. I, I really want him to have... Hey, it's perfectly possible that his character might might have a romantic arc here even without Jung Nara. So I'm kind of hoping that it does. Because he he yeah, he he has amazing comic timing and he's just adorable on screen. Yeah, and I feel like Kojun is not that it's not like he's a huge star or anything. 
No, but I think he's better known. To, to be fair, I haven't seen Gojun in anything. So honestly, I, I. I would, I, yeah, so I would have ranked Park pa- Byung-yoon higher. But you just said that Gojun was ranked higher. <laughs> no, in, in that Gojun is better known than Park Byung-yoon. And, you know, more quote-unquote lead material. In that he falls in the uh, that right, right age group and all of that stuff. I guess. Although in Misty, he plays like the a, a secondary tertiary character. Mm. Um, and the fiery priest I haven't seen, so I don't know. I watched a bit of it, but honestly, I don't plays. remember him from. But it. he's also not so. a main lead in the fiery priest because that's uh, no. He, I don't think he's done main leads before, though. Yeah. Has so he? I think on that scale, they're both haven't really done main lead roles. So you never know. Drama yeah. might surprise us. Yeah. So you're gonna be watching <laughs> this. I think so because I don't I I don't remember the last time I missed out on a Changnara. Um, it's not because of the stories. Usually, it's because of Jangnara. I I would watch her just stand and talk. This is true. Yeah. So. Um. And and the director is seems to be taking a departure because he he did Tunnel, he did uh, Leverage. So it seems like he usually does like suspensey, actiony, sort wow. of non rom com yeah, stuff. So this is quite different. Yeah. So it should be interesting. Yeah, it should be true. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna try to check this out. So um, the next one is Wind and Cloud and Rain, It's mm. which is the literal Korean title as well. It's airing on TV Chosun, and it's starting on May 17th on Sundays. It's a saguk, historical, romance, supernatural. So this actually stars Park Ji-ho and Go Sung-hee. Everybody knows how we feel about Park Ji-ho. Well, most of our yeah. listeners do, I feel. But it's one of the airing dramas, so I'm just going to go ahead and tell you guys about it. It's set in late Joseon. It follows a king who's also a face reader who's trying to set up an ideal nation. Um, he's the greatest fortune teller in Joseon, and his ambition is to build a new nation after overturning it, which he feels has been ruined by the men in power. Um, he also excels in martial arts, gambling, singing, dancing. He's a romantic who puts everything on the line for the woman he loves. He has a way with words and a brilliant mind for politics, and he'll create a miracle, making... Yi Hung, the most powerful man in Joseon, Yi Hung's son Yi Hyewang into a king, and Min Jae Young, a girl from the streets, into Joseon's empress, which I'm guessing is Ko Sung Hee. So believe it or not, I actually removed some extra words from this summary that made him sound like even more of a hero, including literally he is the most heroic man ever. (laughs) So there's that. This is adapted from a novel of the same name, um, published from 1977 to 1987 in the Chosun Ilbo, which is the newspaper, which is owned by the same organization that owns Chosun TV. And it's also, um, if you're not familiar with Korean media, it's like the right-wing conservative news outlet. And I would also say that, I don't know, after what came out about uh, Kang Juhan, mm. um, you know his 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 rape case, and yeah. now this like, I'm starting to kind of associate Chosun TV with like unsavory, terrible men who do bad things to women. I mean, maybe Chosun the Kang Juhan thing is is not fair in that the, like they didn't know about that apparently until after the his drama started airing. But like, I've just seen a few things about the way they do business that really has turned me off. 
No, but the thing is that uh, Chosen TV does seem to be in the business of rehabilitating men with tarnished reputations. Yes. So yes. I don't think it's, uh, yeah, it's a reach. Yeah. And I would also say that, like, I don't know anything about the original novel. It was it was also called, it has the same name, um, mm. Wind and Cloud and Rain. And it was by a man named uh, Lee Byung-ju. But given that it was published, like the time that it was published from 77 to 87, which is like during an extremely repressive, you know, dictatorial regime, and it was published as a serial in this very conservative newspaper, like it kind of gives you a clue to the kind of story it is, especially like given the summary we just read. So, you know, like if that's your cup of tea and you're willing to watch these people on this channel, like go for it, but I'm not. I'm not going to be doing uh, that. Yeah, no, I don't think either of us is very interested in this. I would just like to point out that when you have, like, monarchs who are perfect in every way and have the ideal vision for a nation and everybody should just, like, move aside so that they can do their business, this is great in a fantasy. Um, and we are watching one such fantasy right now a bit uh, in The King. But uh, it, it, whenever you you try to... Um, create historicals out of this and historicals even adaptations uh, they feel more real because there is no element of fantasy there not really not even when you have a face reading component uh, Mm -hmm. to it it just it feels like this is the real history you know Um, and that is disturbing (laughs) yeah and it it feels even more so i would say it feels like a justification of absolute power in a ruler which is one of the reasons that i have trouble with um sagaks that are centering around a king and sort of making that king into the hero rather than a villain or like even kind of a problematic institution that the main characters need to deal with um So that is has always been kind of a stumbling block for me. And I think I mentioned this even with like Black Panther is this like uncritical sort of uh acceptance of monarchy as a legitimate power the divine structure. Right to rule. Yes, exactly. Like are we not past this yet? I mean, I know their clothes and their palaces are very beautiful and the protocol is very, you know, nice and it's got a lot of beautiful rituals, but you know, at the bottom it's just a justification yeah. of you know somewhat power. related to this um i recently found out about um like how much monarchs across the world um like still existing monarchs like the uk's uh, royal family still own in terms of land and just assets and how rich they are in their own terms now uk's monarchs actually aren't that uh, rich like the queen lost a lot of her, uh, because of her ancestors, they kind of like, they fell into pecuniary circumstances and uh, made a deal with the government and kind of like lost a lot of their properties. But even even so, they're pretty damn rich. And they uh, own a lot of resources that um, would otherwise maybe belong to the nation. Yeah, so if or, you or other nations. Monarchy, that they, other nations, that they course, you know, pillaged and, yeah, like, you no, know, so our this, ancestors. This this was brought back to my mind because of this week's episode of The King, which we'll get into in the yak. Uh, when uh, you have, 
mm, Tails character wandering in the alternate dimension and basically talking about talking to sort of citizens of Kingdom of Korea, uh, and they talk about these rare uh, earth metals, and uh, so and and she is like so these these like the mines where you get them that belongs to the nation and uh, the citizens like no i mean it belongs to the king he it he is literally the owner of the the this billions and billions of dollar worth of export that happens from the country so and mm. that may, <laughs> i mean that makes and and we know from the drama that um Egon only started paying taxes a year before, and that kind of like moved his approval ratings up and stuff. So there's an element of politics wow. involved. Wow. Okay. So I'm, I'm like, I mean, that's great, but I, I, so I, one of the reasons I've started enjoying the King is because they're showing us the alternate dimension more, and I'm, I'm enjoying the glimpses into the politics of it. So yeah, we'll talk more about this in the yak. But mm. yeah, but I, I'm looking at absolute monarchies, even in fantasy, way more critically now than I ever would have before. So yeah. Okay, so should we move on from this to the next one? Sounds good. Which is a charming drama, as far as I, I can tell from the trailer. I'm excited for this one. Right? It's Mystic Pop-Up Bar. It's uh, going to be... Um, airing on May 20th. Uh, it's a Wednesday Thursday drama and you can see it on Netflix or oh. JTBC. <laughs> I feel like we should give JTBC credit first. Yeah, sorry. You get, it's, it's, it's a JTBC drama which you can see on Netflix because, you know, you can. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so we wanted to point out here uh, before getting into the drama that uh, Netflix has... I mean, the lockdown has been a boon for Netflix. Everybody knows that. But um, I think their shares rose a lot, right, Anissa? Yeah, they, they've really go- gone up in the recent, like, last month or so. They are now worth more than ExxonMobil, and their value has reached $196 billion. So, I mean, they. I mean, at one point, everybody was like, is this the end of Netflix? When uh, Prime Video and, uh, you know, Disney got in the market and stuff. But... Clearly not. Netflix is branching out and they are doing it better than any of their competitors. And especially during the lockdown, they are, yeah, they're in a good position right now. But we do feel a bit bad for Korean production houses because uh, why do we feel bad for them, Anisa? <laughs> um, we were just th- talking about how whether they'll be able to keep up in terms of these high production budgets and, um, you know, with all the exclusive licensing that Netflix uh, has going on. Right. What's going to happen for, for K-drama production? I guess we don't really know yet, but I don't know that it's going in the best direction necessarily. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that they set up a rival streaming platform. I mean, they really should by now. They fully well know what a, a huge international crowd they have, even when the lockdown is over and uh, their own citizens go back to watching stuff on TV. They would still, it just, you know, they. Yeah, it's but I don't a good know. idea to move to the streaming platforms. Yeah. That's true. But also, I, fe- I think I remember when we were, were reading about how Netflix is really um, invested mm. like locally in Korean production. So they're not really operating as like a foreign entity necessarily they have you know Anymore, like Netflix yeah. Korea they have their own local office and they hire local people so i don't know if i don't think Koreans are or like maybe the entertainment industry sees it as you know as foreign as they might otherwise if they were just sort of like 
licensing stuff, yeah. but since they're actually producing stuff and they have exclusive contracts with like CJNM and Studio Dragon and stuff, mm. I don't know that. And those are like some of the most powerful players in the Korean entertainment industry. Yeah. I don't know that the networks, I mean, the networks were already losing power because of these hugely powerful um, new production companies that, you know, like before the production used to happen at the networks themselves. And now yeah. all these, a lot of these production companies, they do the production themselves instead of using the production companies that are under um, like the in-house production that's in the broadcasting networks. And so they were already not in really a position of power. So now I don't really know that networks can do much or if they have the money to do much, to be quite honest. I don't okay. know. Makes sense. I guess we'll see. Okay, so coming back to Mystic Pop-Up Bar, it tells the story of a mysterious Pojang Macha, which is a cart bar where you get like fish cakes and stuff. You know, <laughs> the red tent right? that's outside. Tent, Everybody right. knows, yeah. Yeah, you can you can have lots of soju there and, you know, like pass out drunk when you're crying over a heartbreak. That that place. Uh, it's run by a prickly woman, um, Wolju, and an innocent part-timer who visits customers in their dreams to help resolve their problems. Oh, okay. Yay. The, that's what the trailer meant. <laughs> I didn't realize. Sorry. The uh, the pocha opens on uh, only at night and on the rooftop of a building and serves both the living and the dead. While drinking alcohol and eating dishes with Wolju, the customers of Mystic Pop-Up Bar talk about themselves and try to heal their internal wounds. Yeah, okay. so like one of the synopses I read said that they help people by entering their dreams and one said that it serves both the living and the dead so i just like combined those two summaries maybe so. maybe maybe it does both and the, the thing is that i hadn't read the synopsis uh, i just watched the trailer before and it looked way more action-packed than the synopsis lets you <laughs> this is true it's very adventure like it's very wacky like and and quest-like which i wasn't expecting from this um, yeah. Oh, and we should mention it stars Hwang Jung-um, Yuk Sung-jae, and Choi Won-young. Yeah, I'm so sorry. And and Hwang Jung-um, for some reason, she's wearing traditional uh, hanbok. Well, I mean, and I don't think there are non-traditional hanbok. Sorry, <laughs> she's wearing hanbok. No, there are non-traditional hanboks. There like are? more mo- in a mo- more modern style. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm keeping the first one in then. <laughs> um, and she, I mean, she's looking at me. I missed her, actually. I'm just as an insert. I really like Hong jong but I don't always like the choice of dramas. Agree. I was very underwhelmed with the last thing that she did, which was like, uh, I don't remember the name of it, but it was that like very lukewarm milk toast rom-com that she did with Nam Kung Min, which was like such a waste of both their talents. And when she's really Nam good, Kung she's Min amazing. Should, should probably not do rom-coms. He's not, he's not really invested in the character. I mean, I don't know. He never seems like he's very happy playing the rom-com lead. Mm. Um, I liked him a lot in Beautiful Gongshim. But he's always best when he's weird. And he was weird in Beautiful Gongshim. Yeah. I don't think he was much of a romantic lead. He was, he was just the misplaced son of a Chewol family. Yeah. <laughs> he was weird. <laughs> yeah, he needs to be weird. For it to work. Yeah, true. So what what do you feel? I mean, do you, you watch the trailer. What do, you, what do you think? I'm actually really excited for this one because it's like they have a quest. They have to like help a certain amount of people within a certain amount of time. 
It's like a yeah. it's like a workplace comedy, and then it's also like a supernatural comedy, and then it doesn't look like there's gonna be any romance, which was like when I saw this casting, I was like, ugh, I don't really wanna see any combination of romance between these people, because I don't yeah. know how that would work. Um, yeah. But it doesn't look like there will be, which makes me happy. So it seems it'll yeah. be more like um, meeting individual, you know, like cases of the week and helping them sort of move on from their whatever, you know, issues they had. Um, it's yeah. based on a webtoon, um, which means like there's already some substance to the story. So I'm actually really excited for this because I also really like like the tone and the color palette and like the music. And it's just really... Uh, it's very lively and interesting. And also, like, the Korean title of this is Sangap Pocha, which is, like, Sangap means, like, cup is, you know, um, when the, it's, like, when the, the person who is in power in each relationship is called cup. So, like, if you're, if you're, like, lording it over somebody or, like, you know, using your position of power in order to, like, intimidate them or get them to do what you want, that's called kapjin. So this is okay. Sangap, which means, like, each person is the cup in that situation. And huh? so the the reason behind the name is that like in this pocha like everybody has the same status, so nobody ah. gets to be you know like everyone is a cop, like nobody is the the bottom like the uh. so yeah. I like that. I mean that's not something that really comes across in translation. No, and that, that's charming. Yeah, I mean I still I think that the English title is is cute, but I just wanted to to bring that up because I think it's a cool element of the. So yeah, I think I'm actually really excited about it. Yeah. And the next one is kind of like, it's equally workplacey and weird. Yeah. So the next one is Old School Intern. And it's also like a workplace comedy. And it stars Park Hae-jin, Kim Mung-soo, Han Ji-yeon, and Park Ki-wung. Great cast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll just read the synopsis. After graduation, mm. Yeol-chan landed his first office job at a company, but his superior there, Iman-chik, was a konde, which refers to a rigid, old-school type of person. Mm. And it's also in the title, konde intern. Um, <laughs> he would force his old-school ways of thinking in, onto Yeol-chan, causing him to quit his job there and go work at a ramen company, where he worked very hard and was promoted um, to chief of sales and marketing, which is a really powerful position. Um, mm. And then one day he gets a senior age intern and it's his old boss who gave him such a hard time. So oh. like it's a reversal of fortune for the oh, old guy. Oh, I love this. Okay, this makes so much sense now because the trailers were just confusing me. I couldn't understand why he was being so mean to his, you know, much older subordinate. <laughs> it looks funny. And I mean, th I think these two could... Um, have some funny chemistry. It's also based on the winning script from NBC's 2018 drama writing contest, okay. um, which makes me like happy for the writer and ex yeah. and like I'm rooting for them. You know, I'm rooting for her. So, um, and also uh, Kim Myung Soo. That that he's usually he's usually like the mean kind of nefarious corporate character. Like I just he's he yeah, can't be or like funny the gr as the grumpy grandpa type. Yeah, all the grumpy grandpa type. And I, it's really delightful to see him in something different. I um, I remember him from Chief of Staff. Um, I didn't watch the second one. And there was something else that I remember him from. Hold on, let me just check. Uh, School 2017, where he was hilarious and awful. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about it. I was like, I know this actor, but what have I seen him in? Yeah, he was really, he's very good at being despicable. Yeah. So uh, there is that. And... Uh, 
uh, also you have uh, Han Ji Yoon in this, and I think we we remember her from Be Melodramatic. Yeah, you, she's really cute. I do. Yeah. yeah, she was the she was the single mom character in that. Yeah, she exactly. was really great in that. I very cute. I didn't recognize her at first, but because uh, I mean, like her uh, bio on MDL has <laughs> like she looks different. I agree. Actually, I thought at first she was the actress who plays the second lead in Romance is a Bonus Book, and I got really excited because I love her. Oh, I love her too. I haven't seen her in anything since then. Well, she She was also in um, 30 But 17. Yeah, and I loved her role there. But wasn't that in the same year, more or less? I think it was. I I miss her. I want her to come back in something else. I want her to get a lead role. Seriously, she deserves one. She is so good. We should mention her name though when we are going yeah. on and on about. Her. Hold on, let me let me look it up. Yeah, her name is Jung Yujin. Jung Yujin, right? Also, the, although this also this picture doesn't look anything like her, but <laughs> I recognize her from her character name. But yes, Jung Yujin. Shout out to Jung Yujin, even though this has nothing to do with her. But I just love her. And no, I want she her is to be sweet. More things. I completely agree. I loved her in 30 or 17 a lot. I was so glad she was not the second lead. She was not, she was just the main lead's friend and such a great boss. I mean, she was, yeah, I just want her to get a lead role, please. Pass. Yes. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, this is great. I mean, he, he gets revenge on his old boss. This is like the fantasy all workers have everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like a stress relief drama, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be like heartwarming and they're going to bond and all of that stuff is going to happen and I'm looking forward to it. I think, and also the other thing is, I, Park hee is such an incredible actor, but he seriously gets into some really crap dramas. Forrest, what was that thing? I mean, I know I rag on a piece of your mind, but a piece of your mind is a gem. A gem compared to Forrest. What is Forrest? Forrest is the most ridiculous drama ever made. But it was made. Uh, and he's had a bad run too. You know, like there was the whole debacle with Cheese in the Trap. And then like Men to Men was entertaining, but very weird. And yeah. I don't even know what that drama was doing. I never finished Man to Man, but I did. I, I went back and watched all the clips of him being awesome <laughs> on YouTube. It has a lot of really hilarious moments, especially between <laughs> him and uh, is it Pak Sang-un, the, the guy who plays the actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The stunt actor. But like the plot is like real mush <laughs> nonsense. Yeah, it makes no sense. And it's totally... It's totally ridiculous and over the top, which is funny, but it's not a good show. It's not a good drama. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Plot-wise, it's kind of dead tanks. But at least with Cheese in the Trap, I know he got the short end of the stick there. But he did come, he did do the movie version. He was the main lead in the movie version, which I I really enjoyed. It wasn't, it like, it cut out all the flab that had wasted our time in Cheese in the Trap and uh, the drama. And it kind of just distilled it into like the best parts oh interesting i kind of lost interest after the whole the whole which is understandable because so i never watched it Hmm. yeah and the thing is the 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 webtoon continued on i think it might actually still be continuing um i think i was still reading it about a year back and they hadn't finished they hadn't wrapped it up yet so I don't know if it's wrapped up now, but the point is that as soon as they went off the source material, they ran out of the source material, the drama went bad. It's like the Game of Thrones mm. of K-dramas. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah i would recommend watching cheese uh, in uh, trap cheese in the trap cheese in the trap uh, the movie if you're not interested in the unending drama just watch the movie because it's sweet it's charming it's got a lot of park hyejin who is basically my main attraction <laughs> there anyway okay moving on now um to team building yeah uh team bulldog sorry <laughs> team bulldog of duty investigation to be fair there's I... probably going to be lots of team building too <laughs> okay yeah uh so the i was the trailer didn't have subs i have no clue what we're getting into it's a crime action drama uh as on may 23rd saturday sunday drama has just 12 episodes which we as we know from ocn they can do uh, a properly tightly packed 12 episodes really well so that's great uh especially with procedurals you really i i really hated when they it becomes flabby so uh, i'm i'm happy with that yeah oh i i meant to mention i forgot to mention yeah. uh, mystic papa bar also only has 12 episodes oh that's great which See? is another reason that i'm excited for it <laughs> yeah okay so this stars uh chetehyun and isan bin I I'm not familiar with these actors. Chatehon um, <gasps> is like my favorite. How can you not be familiar with him? It, it's Chatehon, not Chetehon. Um, I still don't know them, but <laughs> I'm so, just pronounced the name. Yeah, have you seen no, the producers? I have not seen the producers. It's it's uh, I I have it. I should I be saying that? It's not like I can legally have it, <laughs> but I have it. <laughs> um, I mean to watch it. But, have yeah. you seen Matrimonial Chaos? I have. I don't remember. He's in that. Oh, okay. Well, he's one of my favorite actors. He's so funny. And he's also like an amazing human being in real life, which just makes me love him. And he was also in season he was like one of the main reasons that I loved season 3 of One Night in Two Days so much. Okay. Oh, I, But I'll I I'll stop know. now and I'll let you say <laughs> this and I'm sorry. I just got excited for him to come back. He was apparently in Legend of the Blue Sea too which I also have and Love in the Moonlight. He's been in a lot of dramas that I have absolutely watched but I He's a very beloved actor. Yeah. I'm so sorry everybody. It's okay. <laughs> okay. So uh the synopsis of the drama. So this is a crime action investigation drama about a police investigator uh Jin Kang-ho from the Serious Crime Squad who never gives up on a case until he gets to the bottom of it. That's nice. He will tackle unsolved cases with a team consisting of the PD of an investigative show with low viewership ratings, <laughs> a detective who used to be a profiler, a bar owner who put his violent past behind him, and a funeral director who used to be a well-esteemed autopsy doctor at the National Forensic Service. That's such a weird <laughs> that's such a weird team. <laughs> It's basically like this group of people that you would never put in one team, but they're put in one team for some plot reasons, I'm guessing, and then like you just enjoy I think the enjoyment of the drama is just like watching them like grow from being like what the heck to oh, we're a team and we're a family and we're going to solve cases together, I'm guessing. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, the last one that I really enjoyed uh with like a sort of mismatched family of people coming together to solve stuff was probably police unit 38 but um, yeah this 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 looks funny especially because of the pd of an investigative show with low viewership ratings. yeah that's um Eason Bin's character so i think that'll okay. be funny 
So I really like that. The rest of them are a little bit more uh, traditional, like uh, an ex-detective mm. sort of profiler, a bar owner with a gangster past, probably, and uh, a funeral director. Okay, that one's a bit weird too. But he used to be an autopsy doctor for um, NIS. So I can guess. I just say that's like a hilarious trajectory to go from doing autopsies at the National Forensic Service. <laughs> Um, well, to he, being a funeral director, he he dealt with dead bodies, and now he deals with dead bodies. I think it's just a natural transition. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. It's just really funny. <laughs> okay, so I I uh, procedurals are a hit or miss for me. Uh, on the one hand, I like that it's short, and the trailer looked kind of interesting. So I'll just I'll just see. I mean, a lot of few episodes come out. I I can't commit to it. And even if I say I'll watch it, I probably won't <laughs> unless it's not it's looking really good. So, we'll see. And we're not even asking Anisa if she's going to watch it. We're just skipping over her. <laughs> you are, but you know, like I really love Chatehan and I miss him. Um Yeah. Although I didn't watch his last show either because it didn't interest me. So, who knows. This is also short, so it might it might be. Yeah, but the, it, I mean, regardless of being short, there are so many dramas coming out in a month. We still haven't finished the dramas of the last month. <laughs> we haven't picked up most of it yet. Honestly, so. yeah, I, I, it's a little overwhelming, and I'm like a little exhausted right now. Just I need like a month just to recover from school right now. So we'll see. Yeah, well deserved rest. This one. Okay, so ditto made guys. Song Seung Hyun. Song Seung. <laughs> Song Sung Han. Song Sung Han. Is she the? Is this the guy or the girl? Because I can't. Guy. He's um. Guy. He's the one from. He did. I think the last thing he did was. I don't know if it's the last thing he did, but he was in Saimdang. Yeah, it was the one about the painter, and he's also he was also in like My Princess, uh, Doctor Jin. I'm going back in time a lot now, but um, I haven't really watched any of his recent stuff because I find him to be a very wooden actor, although very pretty. I have seen him in something. I know his face, but what have I seen him in? Okay, let me just look up his biography, filmography, dramography. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Black! I've seen him in Black! Black, that's right. That was one of his recent things. And Soji, Soji, obviously, you know her, right? She was the second lead in Crash Landing in You. Yeah, that and also My Princess. I watched that last year. I that said was... he was in My Princess. Yes, I, yeah, just... I actually watched it after. I'm sorry, I didn't. I completely. I was okay. Yeah, <laughs> you told me that. Uh, you told me about My Princess. I think I watched it after you talked about it. So did we? Did I you think like... I I talked about it, and then like Saya watched it pretty recently. Yeah, yeah. That probably. It's that's very right. it's a very frothy, fun watch with like a great soundtrack. Yeah, no, I still I listen to that I, soundtrack. I quite, I, I quite enjoyed my princess. Okay, so you have uh, Song Seung Hyun. You have uh, Seo Ji Hye after Crash Landing on You. Our second lead lady who... Yeah, I'm still bummed about that ending. (laughs) Okay, but no spoilers. (laughs) No spoilers, sorry. Yeah, I always like her. She is a a very likable actress, which I feel like she doesn't get a ton of roles, but she's always good in everything that she does. Yeah, but I found out recently that apparently she was mispronouncing a lot of words, like in her North Korean accent. Yeah, it wasn't. I'm getting a, a lot great, of flack for it. Yeah, it wasn't. She didn't really do a great job, but. But I, I didn't know, and I thought she was doing a fantastic job. I'm like, I mean, this, we're not this, Korean, so how would we know? 
No, but I mean, I mean, you you would realize it, but I I wouldn't. And no, just... I mean, I I don't, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I thought her performance was, I mean, and for the character she was doing, it it was pretty great. I I really liked her in the drama, so I'm I'm pretty happy to watch her in anything new she does. And so this one has a pretty interesting um, premise. So I'll just read out the premise first because uh, I I did I could we couldn't exactly find um, a trailer for uh, this one, but I have watched clips from the trailer. I mean, it exists somewhere. We are gonna find it and try putting it in our trivia post. I don't need to talk about this. Why am I talking about this? Cut. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. So uh, let's jump straight into the synopsis. Okay. So this drama is about a young woman going through a ru- wait. Why am I? Why am I doing this? This one's yours. Oh, it's okay. If you want to do this, you can. No, I don't I don't necessarily want to. Okay, I can actually do it because I, I have seen the trailer. <laughs> okay. You do it and then I'll do the next one. Okay. This drama is about a young woman going through a rough breakup with a longtime boyfriend she still loves and a young man who is a senior dater and tired of relationships. They both like to eat out but dislike having to go to nice restaurants alone and they meet while each is waiting alone to be to be seated at the same restaurant. The hostess mistakes them for a couple and offers them a couple special which prompts them to sit and have dinner together. After their first unexpected meeting, they meet and have dinner together weekly. They strike up an unusual friendship where they get together just to eat and over multiple dinners open up to each other about their relationship troubles and grow closer. I really like this premise. I I do. Yeah, I mean, it's basically a copy of Let's Eat One. Mm, but that yep. doesn't mean that it's not a great premise. It's still a great <laughs> premise. It is. And uh, the trailer kind of uh, convinces me that these two have really great chemistry, which I... And the thing is that when you already have established just through a few shots in a trailer that the two of them have good chemistry and both of them, especially um, Song Seung Hun, Apologies for the name. No, that was um, pretty good. That was pretty good. Oh, thanks. Um, especially when he, at least his shots in the trailer, it, the, it he looked very expressive and uh, very, you know, like those physically expressive actors. Um, <laughs> he's really worked up about something and you can tell. So I, I, I really like it when when uh, you have, because with her, with uh, Seo Ji Hye, she isn't very physically expressive. How she's a very straight-faced deliverer of lines. She has a cool energy. She has a really cool energy. That's a good way of putting it. Because it's not like she's expressionless or emotionless. You can can see the emotion. You can hear the expression in her tone. But she's not someone who's going to like... It it, it doesn't feel like she's physically acting. So I, I like the juxtaposition of their energy. And I really like the idea that they're going to build this relationship over conversations because that's mm. like my favorite thing. I think in this case, like the chemistry and the dialogue is the most important yeah, because you need that. to buy that they have chemistry and they're not better as just friends if you want to buy their relationship. And then you also need to buy that this connection is a real connection and that's really down to the conversations because it's not really much of a plot. So if their conversations aren't interesting and like thoughtful and well-written, it's not really going to work. Okay, so the next one? Next one is Midnight Snack Couple. Hey, more food. (laughs) Yeah, this is making me hungry, honestly. This is also 12 episodes, but I have been seeing more 12-episode dramas. Like, 
Hospital playlist is 12 episodes, although that doesn't really count because each episode is basically an hour and a half. (laughs) So they're they're kind of cheating. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So this one is airing on, so Midnight Snack Couple is airing May 25th, uh, Monday, Tuesday on JTBC. And it's a romance and comedy, romantic comedy, romance and comedy. Um, It stars Jung Il-woo, Kang Jiang, and Lee Hak-ju. And honestly, don't really know Kang Jiang and Lee Hak-ju. But of course, Jung Inu we know. This is the story of a man who begins to lie in order to get his hands on money while pushing the woman he loves into a corner and hurting a man that has come to love him because of the same lie. So we don't have a lot so of information. To be gay? I have no idea. Like there's not <laughs> a lot of information about this. But what I do find interesting is that the female lead, um, she used to be of um Inkara, which was the same girl group that um Guhara was mm-hmm. rest in peace um yeah. and she has done a lot of dramas but they've all been japanese so okay. i don't think she's done anything more than like a cameo or like a really bit part in a korean drama which is interesting because she's korean but i guess her her career has been much bigger actually um in japan mm-hmm. so she's done a lot of japanese dramas so this is her first her first role in a korean drama but it's a lead role so that's interesting so yeah, I don't really know what to expect from this one, to be honest. Yeah. And I really couldn't find much information about the writer and director either. So it's kind of an unknown quantity. Yeah, but this, see the synopsis, the way... I, I, this could just be a red herring and maybe it's not this at all. But it kind of feels like this was one of those dramas where the man for some reason pretends to be gay. And uh, I don't know. Which kind of subterfuge always like pisses me off a lot. So... I'm hoping that's not it, that this is just like badly written synopsis or something. Yeah, I it's really hard to tell. Honestly, I don't know where they're going. It's so vague and like meandering and there's not much information. Yeah. Um, And even if it's not uh, that, but uh, anytime you have, you know, uh, characters using subterfuge to gain something and other people start trusting them because of that lie. Yeah. and it's, it's a really very icky. overdone. It's it's icky and it's overdone. And just I thought Ramaland had moved past it. Uh no, I mean we just had the fi- with the one with the dead fish. What was that? And the face blindness. Um, the hot blooded secretary. What was it? The secret life oh, of my secretary. Oh, like, uh, for some reason, I just I just thought about the I I just thought about graceful family instead of. <laughs> oh, I found a better I found a better synopsis. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so Dungalu is a chef and runs his own late night snack restaurant. He is physically okay. attractive and loves to cook, but he also has a secret. And he gets involved with a TV show producer, Kimajin, which is the heroine. Mm-hmm. Still doesn't tell us a lot because yeah. we already knew it was about food. So now we know he's a chef. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Fair enough. So we, we, we're basically undecided about midnight snack couple and... Uh, We'll just, I mean, it's starting at the end of the month, so we don't even have a trailer yet. Oh, dear. And it also, it also, the screenwriter's only other credit is A Man Called God, which, like... Oh, my God. If you haven't seen that, it's, like, a cultural artifact of, like, in, I don't even know what to say. It's, it's crazy. It's, like, the Uh, weirdest uh, thing I've ever seen in my life. It's so (laughs) bad, but it's, like, a train wreck that you can't stop. It's just... It's something that has to be seen to be believed. <laughs> I don't know if it's still on Netflix. It used to be. But anyway, like find some clips 
Oh my god. I think I watched like the first six or seven episodes. To be fair, when it first aired, we only had like three or four channels. <laughs> not <laughs> not not the abundance that we have now. But anyway, that makes me very doubtful. Yeah. Okay, so this one's not looking hopeful, but we'll just wait for the trailer to come out and uh, judge it harshly then. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we yeah, we don't even have the trailer, so we can't even judge like tone or anything. Yeah, we really can't. And at this point, usually uh, the synopsis they release are so best, you don't even know. Yes, Skeletal, sorry, that you don't even, uh, it, it usually doesn't make much sense. So, yeah. Yeah, and they're often misleading, and the trailers are often misleading. So, basically, this is just like a fun but useless exercise that we do every <laughs> month. But I still think that it's, I mean, I hope that listeners find it worthwhile, but like, I think we, we enjoy ourselves. So, we do, we do. It, it's, yeah, for just for our own benefit, this is, I think it's a profitable exercise. <laughs> <laughs> okay so guys those were the upcomings of uh may and we hope you guys find something to watch yeah something yeah. that you're excited about yeah and as always you can find the post with the synopses and on the airing dates and the chat you know the, the channels and all that on our blog at dramaofsilverflowers.net yeah, and we've even started including trailers and stuff, so you can just watch it right off the site. Anissa does all of the hard work of finding these dramas and embedding everything. So, you know, <laughs> thanks, Anissa. Oh, you're welcome. Please go read them. They'll make me happy. <laughs> yes, please do. And we are going to wave off now. Enjoy the premieres. Tell us what you end up watching. Find us on Twitter. Yeah, find us on Twitter, on Instagram. You're there, guys. It's dramas over flowers underscore podcast and come follow us talk to us and uh, that's about it guys we're closing up now and yep. we'll see you in the yak soon. Yep, sounds good stay safe bye yeah. stay healthy bye